0: Tony! (laughs) Same time. Good morning. What's up? Or afternoon. What time is it? I don't even know. What's up, man? It's about 3.30. Episode 5. Episode 5. GSW show. Yep. I'm monitoring our audio because it keeps cutting out. So if it cuts out, we'll just have a weird splice in the middle of our show for no reason. Yeah. That's cool. We should just dub it. Voice over the whole thing? Yeah.
1: Like when you see your mouth moving, trying to remember what you were saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's try
0: it. Well, we may have to. Well, by the if end things this. keep going the way they're going. Yeah, that's all right though, man. Guns right. and stuff, whatever, number five. Number five. Number five, yes, number five. Yeah. All right, cool. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah, we let's do. Let's get into segment number one, which is...
2: Guns. Guns.
0: All right, we're into guns. So, for guns, this week we're going to talk about the Hellcat. Yep. Exciting new pistol from Springfield. Competing head-to-head with the P365. That's right. There is one big problem with the Hellcat, though. No one knows how to grip it. That's right. It's missing the grip zone. No grip zone. (laughs) But it looks cool, man. I like the look of it. I haven't got to shoot it yet. Yeah. But I'm excited to to try it. I'm really looking forward to that. So, if anybody has one, they want to let us borrow... Just let me know, and we'd love to take a look at that. Yes, yes, we would. What are your thoughts about the Hellcat and this whole category of uh, of single stack nine millimeters for concealment? Slick looking gun. Yeah, really slick looking gun. It is.
1: It came out, you know, fairly close to when the three sixty five is been, was released. Um, almost identical dimensions. I mean, as close as you could possibly get. But you're getting the thirteen and an 11-round magazine instead of a 12 and a 10. Mm. So SIG shook up the entire market by having an extremely high capacity, uh, the equivalent of a single-stack pistol that held 12 rounds. And now Springfield says, well, we can make the exact same gun, but better, and it has one more mag capacity than uh, in the regular and extended magazine than the three sixty five does. And from most reviews so far that I've seen from individuals that have already got their hands on one, and even from people who haven't been able to go shoot it yet, they said out of the box, the trigger's unreal. They said it really is the... What's what's really drawing people in is the out of the box, the trigger, the reset, without having to spend... You know, you're, for these guns, you're already spending $600. dollars hmm The worst... You know, there's nothing worse in my mind than spending $600 and then having to go invest another 150 to 2 because you absolutely hate the way that the trigger feels. Yeah, that's no good. Because it's squishy or the reset's too long or, you know. So SIG does offer the flat uh, trigger for the 365s that you can have installed, um, but a lot of people are giving that Hellcat big points right off the bat because out of the box, the trigger, they say, feels really great. So I, awesome. now I'm really interested to get my hands
0: on one. It's a very integral part of how the gun operates. Yeah. So how the trigger feels, man. Yeah. Uh, so that's very cool. I'm excited about it, too. I like the way it looks. Optics ready. Tiny. Optics ready. Tiny. Concealable. Yeah. Uh, I know White Hat will be having holsters for that very soon. Yeah. Should have the mold next week. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So I'm very excited about that. It looks cool, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited to shoot one. So again, if anybody's got if one, anybody one alone, one. go shooting maybe this yeah. weekend, let me know. So Hellcat, that's very exciting. Compared to the P three sixty five XL, it's it's shorter. Yeah, it's smaller. It's closer it, to the P three sixty five in dimensions.
1: Yeah, it's I think that they were going for a direct competitor for the three sixty five. Yeah. Because you can get three sixty five optics ready. And then they have the Hellcat OSP, is what they're calling it, which comes with an optic already on it, ready to go mm-hmm. out of the box, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a you know a big advantage because those aren't taking just your standard red dot optics; they're taking the micros, and you know I don't think everybody who, out of all the companies that make red dots, I don't think everybody's jumped on the micro bandwagon yet, so you're kind of limited in options. So to get a gun that's already drilled, tapped. Has the side already on it. Saves you a lot of headache.
0: Yeah, man. A lot of headache. A lot of uh, potential error from yeah. somebody trying to mill that out on their own. Yeah. And having somebody do it. Well, that's cool. Hellcat from Springfield. Check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Looks very cool. Let's go into stuffs.
2: Stuff.
0: Carry position? Should we carry talk position. about that now? Yeah, we should. Totally. <laughs> so, carry position normally... There's a traditional way to carry a gun on the waistband. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, law enforcement, military—they usually carry strong side because it's most accessible in most situations. Yeah. Uh, but it's a very personal thing. There's a lot of factors that go into where you're carrying and how you're carrying, and the type of holster you need, and what position. Uh, the the point I wanted to make for some that people I think really miss, and they need to think about as far as carry position and accessibility is the angle of the gun relative to its position on your body. Mm -hmm. So appendix carry, which is like 12 o'clock, right in the front, the gun's going to be pretty much straight up and down, Mm -hmm. right? Because the point is to go from its holstered position to a ready position as quickly as you can, Mm -hmm. or, or straight out onto the target as quickly as you can. So getting from here, like here to here, or anywhere in this range, you want as straight a line as you can possibly get to get there my opinion. If you're going straight to the front, it's going to be very vertical, very up and down. If you're going, retaining my grip as it is, if I'm going to the small of my back, it's going to be all the way like this by the time it gets small in my back. And if you've ever seen a small of the back holster, the gun is oriented in this fashion, almost completely horizontally. Uh, And so that's why as you move around your body, the angle of the gun will change a bit. It'll go from straight up and down, in appendix to completely horizontal, and anywhere in between. Uh, I think a lot of people think because you see law enforcement military with the guns very vertical on the hip that that's kind of how it should be. My opinion, I don't think that's as effective as a slight cant, a forward cant, that FBI cant they call it. Yeah. So you can come more naturally straight out with it to a ready position or straight out onto the target. You know. Uh, that's my thoughts on that. What, what's, what do you think about that? I close? think that you're right.
1: Um, you know, I think anything, in my personal opinion, anything that is further back than like between your three and four o'clock position, um, you're, you add a, there, It seems like there's more. There's too many body mechanics going into getting the gun around and back to the front. The quickest way for you to be able to get the gun into action is, you know, from where you're at on your hip. Forward, appendix carry is very popular because people have it directly in front of them and they can come right out like that. Um, Small of the back, a lot of people do it. I don't think that it's, for me, it's not very quick. But then again, I haven't spent like hours and hours and hours training to uh, achieve a fluid draw. That's very quick and effective from small to back. Um, but I also, you know, for me, it doesn't feel comfortable to sit down and have the gun right on where my spinal cord is at. Whether it's in the vertical position or completely upside down so that I can grab it whenever I'm seated. Um, or the fact that at, at, least, <clears throat> at least whenever the gun is on my side, I can have some idea of where my shirt's at on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If it comes up in the back, I might not know. Yeah. Somebody could see it. It'd be very easy for somebody to take it. You know, yeah. if somebody tries to grab something from directly in the center of your back, to be able to grab them and turn around and reach it, whereas I can no, just kinda come that. down on my side. Yes. Right? Or in the in the appendix. The retention position. just push the hand yeah. back into it. Yeah. So, you know between the holster options, you know, I I just don't think that probably smaller back is a good place to carry. I don't don't think so either. I I like this side. I like from the hip, for me, the hip is the best, but I do see the benefit to doing it from the appendix as well because you're going from pointed down right onto your target. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of shoulder holster because you have to do this. You know, there are, you don't have to do that, but there's a lot of people that don't train all all the time and they end up muzzling 30
0: people on the way to the target. Yes. And and that's kind of a concern. And there's a lot of movement. You're coming all the way across your body, then all the way back across your body. Yeah. But again, depending on where you are, what you're yeah. wearing, the particular circumstance, yeah. it may be necessary.
1: I, I, any holster is an acceptable holster. Is like we, if you're as long as you're carrying, right? You, the biggest thing is you have to train. Yes, you have to put the time in with that holster, or else it's it's pointless to carry. And that even goes with you know being on the hip or appendix, where it's easier to get the gun out. It's quicker to get the gun out you have a lot more control over the firearm just because it's you know not as difficult as some of the other drawing methods you just you have to practice just as much mm-hmm. you know safety's of the utmost concern and uh being able to get that gun in action quickly is really key you know the faster you can get it out the faster you'll be able to defend yourself or maybe ward off somebody that's trying to you know get the drop on you or uh wants to inflict harm upon
0: you. Yeah, I agree, man. I think, like you say, any as long as you're carrying and the gun's secure and, you know, the trigger guard's covered, Yeah. I think that's acceptable. Uh, but getting to it quickly and reliably and, reliably and training with it yep. is so critical and not many people do. I think people spend a lot more time concerned about the gun itself. If you're carrying every day, the type of holster you have is... It's critical to train with as well. I saw a really, really
1: hard-hitting comment on Facebook the other day. Somebody mm. had posted a an appendix carry meme mm. about what it feels like to carry appendix and how it like crushes into your gut. It's like mm-hmm. what it looks like, and they had a cool picture of somebody appendix carrying, and then they said what it feels like, and it was like jammed into some guy's <laughs> gut, and his belly was coming over it, and uh, somebody was like, you know. It's all funny and it's all, you know, entertainment. But when you think about it, if only the people that trained bought your holsters, everybody would be out of business. Yeah. And I was like, "Eh, dude's got a point. You know, 95% of the people that are buying these high speed, you know, top tier holsters that their favorite uh, operator on Instagram is wearing. Mm -hmm. It puts in no time behind the gun in most situations. Yeah. You're There's right. a there I mean with the exception of the people that you see on social media running drills, shooting a lot of ammunition at the range. Most of the individuals that are buying holsters in general and that probably even goes for the people that buy ours. Mm-hmm. Um they're just not putting the time in. You know, which I, I don't there shouldn't be an excuse for that. You know what I mean? If you're going to yeah. carry a gun, you need to find the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: And, you know, the other thing I think that people take for granted a little bit is the reality of the situation, even when they're doing drills. I see so many people that do this. Just yeah. see how fast they can draw. Okay. Let me tell you something. If you're in a combative situation and somebody's that close to you, it's it's very unlikely you're going to go from here to draw down real fast. Yeah. You're either going to be duck, ducking behind something or actively fighting someone. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know, or they you know, could be behind you. They could be behind they you. They could already have a hand on you, like yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, look—if they're within twenty-one feet, unless you can get to your gun, draw, and fire on target under one second, they can get to you first. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I—I I think I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration. They think, well, how fast can I do this drill? It must be, that must be the best position for me. Well. How accessible is that if you're bent over, mm-hmm. if you're behind something, yeah. if you're running, you know, if, I mean... If you're doing normal, everyday stuff
1: you find yourself doing all the time. If you're
0: seated in your car with your seatbelt <coughs> on. Yeah. That's one place I think appendix carry can be very effective. Yes. Because it is right in the front. Yeah. But I carry right at about 3 o'clock, even maybe a little in front of 3 o'clock. I can get to my gun mm-hmm. seated with my seatbelt on. I do have to lean a little bit uh but i can i can do that if it was in the small of the back there's no way i'm gonna do that yeah unless i'm leaning my face all the way towards whatever is trying to come at me yeah uh so there's a lot of things to consider there
1: there is there's definitely i mean that's like training is a segment that you could go on for that's like a whole thing that you could do yeah. just by itself because i've heard a lot of instructors that'll get on to people for stuff like that They're like you're training yourself to react to the sound of a buzzer yeah you know, your muscle memory is all based on when I hear that ding, how fast can I get the gun out? Yeah. You know? Well, if you're not in a situation where you've got a, not a single soul around and you can just go straight to the target, you know, then in an ideal situation, yeah, you're going to have a sub-second uh, draw and fire. Yeah. But the odds of it being a perfect situation like you're setting yourself up for um, is going to be, a, I mean, pretty few and far between because you net. I, whenever I was teaching LTC classes, I used to tell people, you know, the fundamentals are your your stance, your grip, your sights, everything like that. I said, how much does your stance matter if somebody's got you on the ground?
0: <laughs>
1: None at all. You know? I said, so d- you can't... You, you do need to know the fundamentals, but you also need to know what's what you can go without. Yeah. Right? If I'm not on my feet, stance doesn't matter. Side alignment still matters. Mm-hmm. Right? Trigger control still matters. hmm Um... You know, so there is, there's a lot of, you're never going to be in the situation you think
0: you, or you want to be in. You can yeah. just
1: try and make the situation as best as you can.
0: Yeah. That's all you can really do. But, you know, and relative to the angle of the gun, because we do get that question sometimes, particularly around small the back carry, people want to turn it around the other way, like in a left-handed configuration, but draw with their palm away from their body. And that's just never ideal for most, for 99% of people. Yeah, there is that those one or two people out there that that's how they've carried for forty years, and that's how they want to keep carrying, and they're happy with it, and they've trained that way, and you know, okay, but there are some fundamental issues to that too. Uh, but you know, I whatever works for you is just things to consider, you know, things to take into consideration. You know, the the angle of the gun will affect. In my opinion, how accessible it is, mm-hmm. and uh, relative to the carry position on your body, I think the further you get along the back of your body, the further the gun should angle forward, so that it's more accessible, more natural draw for you. It's faster, yeah. you know. But that's yeah. kind of my thoughts on that. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about stuffs? Nope. You mad at me about John Wick, dude? I'm not mad still at my you. Friend? Yeah, we're still friends. All right, cool. <laughs> I don't don't have respect for you anymore, but we're still friends. (laughs) I don't respect you, but you can All right, well, let's get into whatevers. Let's do the whatever. Let's do it. All right, whatevers this week, man. This is, let's, you know, we don't have to muddy the water too much. But let's just review what happened for the people living under rocks that haven't heard anything about this. Okay. So, the Democrats decided now is a good time to pursue Trump's impeachment. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're going to... Weird be- timing. Yeah, it's weird. Because they've been calling for that for a lot of other things. But all of a sudden, he had a phone call with the newly elected Ukrainian president. And they decided now's a good time to <laughs> yeah. impeach him. And, uh, uh, man, there's some real ugliness behind this. There is. <clears throat> you know, the media is just oblivious to factual reality. And uh, Schiff is oblivious to factual... He's not oblivious. He knows exactly no, what no. he's doing. He knows exactly
1: what he's doing, yeah.
0: But it's disgusting. Yeah, I think it's disgusting.
1: Well, that's the power that uh, when you know what the mainstream media is capable of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I told, I told you like a week ago, retractions don't matter anymore. You it say you say something, and then you go, "Okay, well, wh- I'll, I'll retract it." Nobody's going to ever hear about the fact that you said I misinformed you of this, or I didn't give you the right information. So when he took that opportunity to read that transcript and lie. In so much words, he says, as he reads through it, that it reads as a typical mafia shakedown, as he reads through what the conversation... He
0: acted as if he was reading it.
2: Well, it reads like a classic organized crime shakedown. Shorn of its rambling character, and in not so many words, this is the essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country, very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm gonna say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it, on this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, and not just any people, I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy, you're going to love him, trust me. You know what I'm asking, and so I'm only going to say this a few more times, in a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again, I'll call you when you've done what I asked.
1: Yeah, that was just his little okay. His little crayon-filled notes. And that I would encourage
0: everyone, if you have not, we'll include a link. You know, is declassified by Trump so that it could be available, so everyone could read it. Yeah, and it is available, and you should definitely read it. And if you tell me this phone call has impeachable offenses, where he mentioned eight times that he ought to, I heard that in the news. I've heard that from every major news outlet eight times. Yep. Yeah. The only person that said
1: eight times is. Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff,
0: and that's right. where they all get this from. Why don't I mean? Is it really you telling me a news agency didn't take five minutes to read the transcript for themselves? I guess not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can they can say because they know you they won't want. read it.
1: Yeah, they know you're not going to read it. You want the short version. He gave you his short version, and knows for a fact you're not going to go read the transcript.
0: It's so disgusting. I think it's hilarious. In one way?
1: Yeah, in one way it is, but when you when you really listen to what he says. Mm. The fact that you can even be in a position like that and blatantly lie to that extent and nobody everybody's just letting it go is
0: a very concerning. It is very concerning, man. You have Governmental officials that whose positions matter mm-hmm. blatantly lying to people for a political agenda. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the only reason they've decided to do it now is they recognize it's the only way they could possibly win is if Trump can't legally be reelected. You know who's in the lead for the
1: DNC? Hmm. Bernie Sanders. Really? Yeah, and he just had like a serious heart condition. Yeah, I know. He just had a serious heart condition and has to. Roll back. Well yeah. they said because they're afraid that he's gonna overdo it whenever he's out on the road. Yeah. You literally your top competitor against Trump is a dead guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a dead socialist guy. Pretty
1: pretty much. I mean who's he's never
0: had a real job in his dude's entire life.
1: Barely hanging on.
0: Yeah man. Warren's
1: close. She Look, beat Biden.
0: Of all of them, I'll say I respect Bernie the most. You know why? because he at least is tells you how he feels about us that's true he's he's mostly honest about what he actually thinks he doesn't try to sugarcoat stuff and yeah. say he's you know indian or something when he's not or you know that his son wasn't his an name executive to, for
1: a gas company
0: yeah or that his son wasn't executive. he didn't know anything about it and yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's true
1: he's very straightforward he's stories,
0: honest-er. But... he's honester than some of them? Because I'll bet as honest you can be for being a Democrat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but man, but yeah, he's... In the latest deals, he was up
1: front. That's outrageous. Beto didn't make the cut. No surprise there. No
0: surprise there. And the thing I find most hilarious about the whole Trump-Ukraine situation is Biden's whole deal, dude. Yeah. Everything So everything. Shiv is him. talking about this supposed quid pro quo and strong-arming people and this mafiosa shakedown. Joe Biden's on camera, clearly, which he completely made up. Joe Biden's clearly saying, we told him, you don't fire this guy that's investigating my son and replace him with a completely unqualified person. We're not going to give you a billion dollars a day. Like, flat out. And you've got six hours. He was talking about it like he was proud that they did that. Yeah, I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko. They would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a (laughs) Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. And he was like, and you know what? They replaced him. Yep, they sure did. He was all excited about that.
1: Yeah, that's the definition of quid pro quo. Yes,
0: Yes. that is exactly what it is. And And he's laughing
1: about it when it was him. And they're making up all this stuff. That Trump said, which actually isn't in the transcript, and Biden's on camera has said exactly what they're going after Trump for, and
0: he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like, I never said that. Yeah, you did. Here's the tape. Look at him. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas
2: business dealings?
0: I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings.
2: Look <laughs> at
1: Somebody makes me laugh exactly yeah. yeah so funny man. by the way trump
0: savage for posting that yeah dude yeah. we'll clip that have a link in here to that too yeah, yeah. Oh, bro it's it's uh, this is why i love politics i don't follow sports for the most re- most part um i used to really love basketball but i just don't have time but Politics is like sports to me. I like mm-hmm. to watch it. There's characters. There's always some weirdness going on behind the scenes. You I like drama. Read between the lines. I like drama. Big fan of drama. Yeah. I used, biggest soap drama of all time? Biggest tr- Politics. Politics, man. It's like a it's like a real life soap opera. Yeah. That affects us all. Yeah, exactly. And we we laugh at it and we ignore it,
1: which is kind of concerning.
0: Yeah. Well, some people cry about it. Some well, there's a lot of people to cry protest about it. about it.
1: The most of the protesters uh, now are doing <laughs> interpretive dances. In street. I don't know if you've seen that. It's circulating on Facebook. There's there's I all saw that over like the this place. Morning. They're like crawling and moving, and then they're dancing. And there's people on stilts, like a like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, but for what? It makes them feel better. I don't know. I I don't know either. I think honestly. These people have a mental disorder because nobody else would go out. Oh, they're doing it for climate change. That's what it's for. The most recent well, one why that does I saw it help? right before we sat down in here. I saw it was, it was they said that they were protesting for climate change. <laughs> and they were interpretive dancing in the streets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean I dude had a-
1: Dude ride a bike to school Yeah start carpooling right you're the first I don't know turn off the AC in the classroom quit using your all your technological devices and things like that most of these people that are protesting are the biggest consumers of being the problem. Like it, you could you could definitely roll back on some of the issues. I mean, I know that you, when you go you pick up your kids from
0: school, mm-hmm. how many cars car, how many cars are in line? Oh, a ton. <laughs> so many. So many cars. Yeah, dude. Like, like there's yeah. a
1: lot of stuff that could be done and these people these these children have no idea what they are even protesting about.
0: No, they don't. And I, so they're
1: dancing because so they, they don't dance. know how to protest because they don't know what they're protesting against.
0: Oh my gosh, it's hilarious and frightening at the same time. I'm glad my I you know, I talk to my kids about this stuff. They're not that old. They're like you know, 11 and 13, 12 and 13. But they're old enough that you know, they hear this kind of nonsense in school from their friends. Like, sure. Well, Trump's a racist. Well, they're camp- doing
1: it in schools. They're planning walkouts for climate change. So, of course, your kids are hearing about it because somebody, will, well, I'm not going to be in class more because I'm going to participate in the walkout. Oh, uh, you mean you're just not going to go to school for a day? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because you don't know what the walkouts for. They would
0: walk out for anything. Right? Yeah, they exactly. They don't care. They would walk out for any reason. So, you're going to walk out for. We don't want shoelaces and more than two colors. Okay, That's let's right. walk out for that. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous. Oh, it's gonna be fun to watch. I think it's gonna backfire so hard, dude. I think it's gonna it seems backfire so hard. Already going that direction. it's already just so yeah,
1: tangled himself up in a web of lies so deep right now that people are starting to catch on and go. Could you? Could you explain a couple things yeah. for me? Excuse me. And then Biden. Biden's getting real aggressive at his pressers now that people are asking about the... Pointing at people and stuff. Yeah, like yelling at Focus on Trump. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk about... There's nothing to see here. Yeah. Quit looking at me. Well, (laughs) hey man, quit lying. Yeah.
0: Mm, Disturbing, man. Well, it'll be fun to see what happens. (laughs) This is true. It will be fun to see what happens.
1: But the biggest concern is that nothing's gonna happen. The impeachment thing's going to fall to shambles because it's a farce. Nothing's going to happen to Biden. Pelosi's son is involved in the same thing as Biden, being a Ukraine gas exec. Yeah, I heard something about that, too. He went over there on a visa to teach youth soccer and got on the board of a gas company. Uh, And nothing's going to happen, man.
0: I think it was a desperate move by Pelosi and her crew. Yeah. Because she, she pushed back against impeachment for a minute, you know. she I, I presume because she wanted something a little more solid.
1: Yeah.
0: But this is not solid. Dude. This is anything Bad. but solid. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm ready for it all to implode and be over with. Let's just have the election right now. Let's get it done. He's going to get reelected, dude. That's my official predict- prediction. Oh, I think there's... Who's going to really oppose him? Not Um, Biden, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been trying to keep
1: up with uh, as much of this stuff that's been going on as I can. All everybody's covering, it seems like, is the Democratic nominees. Because they are such a circus. Yeah. Who's running against Trump? Who are the Republican candidates? I couldn't tell you, because I have not seen one... Well, he's the incumbent.
0: Coverage. I mean, he's going to run. Yeah. You know? Sure. But if he gets impeached, then they have to find a different candidate. Uh-huh. But they're not... That's not going to happen. Mike Pence, bro. Mike Pence. That's most likely. I that's mean, he's That's the only like, other alternative, you know? Right now, I mean... That He's, makes he's sense.
1: Mr. Soft-spoken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a very mysterious man. I find
1: vice presidents are like that. Don't you find that? No, no. When Biden was uh, vice president, I feel like we knew everything about him. He couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah, that's true.
0: But he didn't really yeah. do anything of import. He just other than he, just distracted, from, yeah, he mm. just distracted us from. Yeah, uh, he uh, just distracted us from. Other than giving Ukraine
1: a billion dollars and not looking into his kid. Right.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's it's just crazy. It's you can't imagine this is real. Mm. I mean, are here's what I wonder: <laughs> Do they think Americans are this stupid? Are some Americans this stupid? Oh, for sure. A sad note. For sure. That's the most disturbing you thing. You know how many, of, then how many of That anybody people, takes this seriously.
1: There's probably such a, a high number of individuals that pay no attention to the political media, the political spectrum, platform, whatever you want to call it, and just live their life saying, I'm going to let everybody else figure this crap out. I don't care one way or the other, who's doing corrupt, whatever. As long as I can continue doing
0: my thing, I don't care. I mean, you have to be intentionally, willfully ignorant Yeah. to accept any of that. Because it's everywhere. It is everywhere. You, and, have, you have to do
1: what you said. You have to say, I'm just not...
0: Yeah. I don't want to hear la, la, it. La, la, la. I don't want to think about it. Well, we don't do that around here. You know. Nope. Our eyes are open. <laughs> yeah, we see what happening. A little too open. I want to kind of, re- kind of shut it back a little bit. I know. Sometimes it gets to be too much, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta take a few days off, but I can't stay away for very long. You know. It's I like
1: would, I wouldn't want to take a day off, man. Even if you don't agree with me, give me a response. You know what I mean? Mm. There's too many heads buried in the sand. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to jump on your back because you, you support Bernie and you think socialist uh, ideas are the way to go. But say it. You know? Say it and explain to me why. Yeah. I want to understand why you
0: think the way you yeah. do
1: You can't just say, well, I'm going to vote for him because I hate Trump. But what does he stand for? I don't know. He's not Trump. That's what he stands for. Yeah. You know?
0: If you're going to have a position, I'm of the opinion that you should understand why you believe what you believe. If you're going to take a position at all, you better be able to explain why. If for no other reason, so you understand why you believe what you do. Otherwise, you're just following what other people say. And we can't do that these days, man. There's too much information out there to be willfully ignorant. I mean, unless you choose to. I
2: suppose you can choose choose to be ignorant.
0: Well, alright, man. We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens next week. Should be a good week. Any predictions you want to make? Uh, I'm very interested to find out what's going on with the
1: Rudy Giuliani
0: thing. Yeah, I mean, It's too. very, very early. It's very new with that. But, uh... I feel like it's probably a whole lot of nothing.
1: I don't know. We'll find out. That'll progress.
0: Something about campaign finance rules or something?
1: To, like, the entire Republican Party. Two Ukraine executives funneling money into the Republican Party uh, through, like, a shell corporation that would keep them from being, just from what I've read so far. But Rudy Giuliani says that he's, he said he can explain the whole thing because it has to do something with looking into Biden's son. Mm. Now I've only read one report on it so far, so I don't know how far either direction that those statements are, but like I said, this is going to develop and and we're going to find out what's going on.
0: You know what would be super cool? Is if this is a strategic move, by Giuliani and Trump to like build yeah a, a lot of You'd people talking hanging. yeah but I mean they're like oh Ukraine okay you want to do that let's do this let's let's look into these two guys right and they'll be with you and then everyone's gonna say oh look at this look at this Giuliani involved with these two guys and died with something and then they pull the curtain back and, like, and they go oh here's what they're no. involved in Bidenson well that we're would gonna, be we're so that would be awesome if that happened we're gonna find out all right man. What else? I don't know. What else you got? Man, I have a lot of stuff, but that's probably good for today. Yeah. Yeah. I think all the other stuff can wait until next week. All right, man. Well, good show today. High five on it. Technical difficulties aside, we made it happen. Yes, we did. Is this still going? It's still going, man. It hasn't hasn't crashed yet. I keep checking. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Thank you very much. Stay tuned next week for more good stuff. Check the links in below. Check the links in below for fun things and clicky stuff. <laughs> Anything else? If you got a Hellcat, we want to borrow it. Yes, please. If you have a Hellcat and a P365 together, we definitely want to borrow both. Or if you want to donate them, site. we'll take them. We do accept donations. We accept yeah. guns or ammo. Yeah. You can drop your kids off at the fire department and your gun's here. <laughs> we'll take them up to their five. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for watching. Always be ready. God bless. Peace out.